Now we know that those, you know, the, what is the name of the group again? Talamasca. No, no, no. The, the sons of anarchy people, the Knights of Knights of America or whatever they are. Right. Yeah. Knights of Columbus. <laughs> yeah. The, the KOC. So we know maybe they're the Knights in white satin. <laughs> maybe they're the Kiwanis. Greetings, savory inferiors, and welcome to Vampire Insider, the unofficial podcast dedicated to recapping and reacting to AMC's Immortal Universe, including Interview with the Vampire and the Mayfair Witches. In each episode, hosts Joanne Palumbo, Christina LaRusso, and myself, Mark Snedeker, summarize the episode, talk about Easter eggs, discuss standout characters and their arcs, explore some of the predominant themes, and identify the best magic moment in a segment called Witch Please. Please join us now as we dive into episode six, Transference. Hello, Joanne Palumbo. Hello, Christina LaRusso. Hi, Mark Snedeker. Hi, Christina. How are you? Hello, hello. Well, I can tell you how I am. A little baffled. (laughs) Why are you baffled? Well, that episode was a lot. Let's do hot takes first before we do episode summary. Joanne, you want to give us like a hot take? Um, Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed the episode. I felt that the momentum was really good in it. It was by far my favorite so far. I enjoyed this episode. I feel that there are a lot of plot holes that I don't understand. It's like the how we got to where we are in this episode. I feel like there are probably two or three episodes in between that were skipped. That's yeah. how I feel. Yeah. And, but I do like this episode. Certainly a lot of action. Can't argue with that. I feel like we could have even just benefited in the first five seconds and someone would just go, Four months later. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, okay, are you guys in a relationship now? Is it based on that fever dream that Lasher forced you into? And that's the foundation of your relationship that you're sleeping together now? Yeah, that did freak me out a little bit. I'm like, why are they in bed together? Is this like another dream? Like, why does every episode start with them in bed? Um, I, again, generally positive on this episode, but I have to say I had some uh, some moments there where I scratched my head. Now, I would like to turn the mic over to our very capable co-host and producer, Christina, to kind of give us just a quick rundown of what the fuck happened in this episode. (laughs) Well, all right. We are back in Scotland. There's a really wild knocking on the door. You know when someone's knocking like that. That's not good news. Yeah, it was a very aggressive knock, and I would not have answered it. No, I know I wouldn't either. So no, it was it was uh, bad news. They came and they took Suzanne away under the suspicion of being a witch, and she of course was protesting and calling out at people and telling them, "You know who I am. I haven't done anything. I've never done any harm yeah, to I anyone." Fixed your leg. I lanced a boil on your butt. Whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. And uh, you've known me since I was a bairn. Yes. Which is nice. Yeah. Then we flash forward to Rowan and Sip. Uh, and then it's really Rowan just kind of being tormented at Sip's house with by Lasher. Yeah. And it, just him saying, hey, touch that fire. It'll feel good. And Yeah. Like, why would you listen to that? <laughs> and and then Sip comes in and d- he's like, what are you doing? Nothing. And she's and he's like, is he here? No, he's not here. Sip's like, you are lying. And, and then he's lying. And then he's like, well, how do, why are you wearing this necklace? I don't know. Sip 
finally says to her, give me the necklace. He's obviously, that's how he's getting in here yeah. because I can't hear Sip. I can't imagine how he gets in with all those protections that are yeah. on this house. But those oil can sprays they put on the door. Oh, I don't know. Maybe that talisman <laughs> around her neck possibly could have something to do with it. So, science boy. Yeah. So he takes the necklace and he's going to take it to the Talamasca. And Rowan has a Smeagol moment. <laughs> that is my precious. <laughs> it was, I literally, I saw this you, coming. Yeah. I was watching it. And I was like, oh, here we go. She's going to freak out. And this yeah. is going to be like uh, Gollum. Yeah. And it was. Yeah. It, except she didn't say my precious. Right. The my precious was definitely inferred. Absolutely. Yes, 100%. So she eventually admits and freaks out and says, Sip, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And she's screaming. And yeah. I'm sorry. I lied to you. I lied. She is really bothered by this whole thing that's going on with Lasher. Yeah. That might throw off your game a little bit. Uh, yeah, I get it. I get it. But her whole goal here is to be independent and her own power is her power has nothing to do with Lasher. So she's, right. she just needs to settle down and pick a good boyfriend. So here's this also trips me up. Every time Sip leaves, he knows some shit goes down. Sip, stop leaving. <laughs> He's like, be safe or whatever he yeah. said, or be careful oh. or something like that. Well, is, is that a spell? I oh, no, you're just wishing that I be careful. OK, because, you know, I'm not going to be. I was driving, listening to this on my my uh, Bluetooth on the way home from the airport yesterday. And I, I when he said when he said that, I literally said out loud, oh, Sip. My dude, dude. she's going to get into trouble. That's, she always does. No way it's not going to happen. So he takes off. Tessa comes over and starts talking to Rowan about how there's some weirdo on an image board online who's been emailing her and who has Deirdre's heart. Well, we know that it's the coroner. Yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer. And the, uh, Tessa's like. Rowan, get outraged. You know, you've yeah, got to, you've got to, you've got to take over your role here as right. the, as the designee and you have to, we've got to do something. We're going to fight back. They've been tort, they've been doing this to us for centuries. Well, well, Rowan gives her this don't feed the troll speech that I swear I've heard a million times. Well, yes. 100%. Jo Joanne, that is actually good advice. Right. But um, that was a weird kind of, oh, we're updating the series moment. Like it just felt like, oh, you know, we should say something modern. Yeah, you know, you know well, and, and tie it to the tie it to an image board right, and all right, of that. Right, well, right. then all then we're also seeing this the coroner who is watching men's rights activists slash incel slash evangelical yeah. just really all weird, the bad slash things. MAGA. It was all kind of combined into yeah. this movement, and they're in a in the, the some they're not even like in this downtown area oh, no. they're, yeah, they they're in the wood they're in the woods sometime which is an interesting actually kind of parallel because right. here now are the witch hunters that are going out into the woods and they're yeah, gathering <laughs> gathering to talk about witches and this guy shows up at the thing with deirdre's heart and says this is deirdre mayfair's heart she's a witch and i have her heart and they're showing the witches but the guy the guy that he was originally, he was watching him like on YouTube or on TV yeah. or something. Yeah. And that guy is saying all the things about, you know, how women are, are, have got too much power. They're True. taking power away from men. I mean, look at this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of stuff that he's listening to is getting him whipped up. So this is really, you know, it's really mimicking incel culture. Jordan Peterson type. BS that's going on online. More Alex Jones. Yeah, more Alex Jones. It's Alex yeah. Jones. So then we have Uncle Cortland, who she thinks may be able to help her get rid of 
Lasher. And she asks him and he says, first, no, I can't help you. Then she looks into his body and she sees that he's suffering from ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. Yes, that's not good. So that makes sense of the drip that he was having. Yeah, remember? so I was super wrong that he was just recovering from a party. Instead, <laughs> <laughs> he, he was getting chemotherapy. <laughs> well, some kind of, of some therapy, sort, yeah. yeah. She says, I, I'd really like to get rid of him. This is making me ha- unhappy. I, I want to be independent of this. And he is placating her but then he goes well there might be a way my father he mentions that right there was a yeah my, it happened with one of the designates catherine right the power was transferred to my father julian Uncle julian and so he said let me see what i can do and he does he goes to see one of the other mayfair witches named dolly and she says okay well i can help maybe but We've got to get Deirdre's blessing. And he pulls out the lock of hair that he cut. Yeah. And she says, and Rowan's got to be in on this. She's got to yeah. be all in and she's got to, she's got to really right. act her part here. And we're going to need all of the Mayfairs. We're going right. to need all the ladies. All of them. Meanwhile, Sip is with, we finally see a repeat appearance of the woman who came last week to help Sip move right. she she did she the unbinding. seems like the only one who has her shit together really she honest. does honestly um and so she comes she go, we go to the talamasca mother house here there in new orleans and well he's gonna look into what's going on with the necklace yeah so he's gonna test the one ring <laughs> and see what's going <laughs> for on for its memories so what he, could possibly go wrong and she's you know there's questions about well sip this could be dangerous and he's gets a magical object and he's like well you can go or you can stay and she stays to help him through it and he slips back in time so that he is embedded in the memory of Suzanne's persecution. And yep. this is when they've decided, well, we're going to test her with the water. Yeah, that's and they put her really into not the that great of a test. Dun- dunking cage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was super weird. So if you survive, you're a witch and we're going to kill you. But if you die, <laughs> then we know we were wrong and you're not a witch. Then whoops, sorry. Yeah, well, you know, enjoy heaven. Life yeah. was cheap, I guess. This is where things go awry. And Suzanne is being put into this cage and and Sip is watching and panic is is happening and everybody is shouting at her. And then we're going back to the witches now. Then Dolly goes to the house and Rowan is there. Rowan has been taking a tour of the hospital where Jojo is trying to convince her to become the head of neurosurgery at the hospital because they just happen to be searching for one. That's convenient. And (laughs) Rowan declines. And then Jojo says, oh, I've just had a vision. I've got to take you back to the Mayfair house. They go back to the the Mayfair house where Dolly arrives and they go in and they break into Julian's workroom, which has been sealed off by Carlotta for all these years. Yeah. Then we also find out that Julian was a necromancer. Well, no shit. And that is going to come back where we remember in this episode previous where Lasher says to her, that's an autopsy table. Doesn't that strike you as strange? Uh, Julian was into some dark shit. Julian was into some nonsense. So what they find is a little coffin that contains body parts that have been woven into this doll that represent all of the Mayfair witches. Yeah, that basically has parts of all the previous witches and it's really hideous. <laughs> it's yeah. I mean, that's all 
Like her face is a thigh bone. Well, you couldn't use a skull for the a face. Hip bone, yeah, it's somebody's hip bone. Yeah, why not? I mean, Stella's. I think she said yeah. it was Stella's. Yeah, no, so, Stella's teeth. Oh, was it Stella's teeth? Mm-hmm. Oh, yikes! We take the doll, and then everybody gets gets into a circle in one of the rooms in the Mayfair house, and they all start chanting and saying the Latin words that have been identified as the wicked words. Well, now flash. Back to Scotland, where Sip is still watching this happening. And by now, the sister comes running over and says, sister, sister, who's going to help you? And Suzanne says, you know, get out of here, get out of here. And there comes Handjob Harry. Yeah. And Handjob Harry (laughs) grabs Flory by the arm. And Suzanne, and he looks at Suzanne like, now I've got this one. one." And Suzanne (laughs) is panicking. And Flory says, Use the wicked words. Say the wicked words. And yeah. so Suzanne. She only says it like 30 times. Suzanne starts chanting the Latin phrase. All of the sudden, here comes Lasher. Things yeah. start setting on fire. And you see the outline of a person in fire. And meanwhile, at the Mayfair house in modern day, the same thing is happening. They're chanting and everybody's chanting to, to call Lasher. And time stops and Lasher and Rowan are talking. And he's like, you're doing all of this to get rid of me. And she says, I just want my own power. I want to be my own person without you. And he said, but you're just now realizing who you are and what you are. Why would, you know, why are you doing this? Why are you going to throw all of this away? And she's like, it's just what I want to do. I've got to do it. Classic controlling boyfriend. It was like a bad breakup. She's like, it's not you. It's me. Like, yeah, (laughs) it was very weird. He seemed heartbroken. It was. And then it, and then it got, and then she got sick to her stomach and started coughing and hacking, which was gross. Yeah. That was a bit much. And mean, then she pulls out of her mouth the necklace that Sip had been holding in his hand in the Talamasca right. mother house. In the past, Sip is watching as Lasher comes to life and he comes walking out of the fire in some kind of period outfit <laughs> and he looked good. I'm sorry, he did. And he comes strolling out and he kills the witch hunter by choking him with the necklace. And then lo and behold, here comes the necklace it's on Suzanne's neck and she frees herself from the cage and everything's on fire. And he's got a Scottish brogue at this point. Well, and that's he should have a Scottish brogue. right? He should that's just continue he, to have a have. Scottish brogue. That should have been what his accent was. You forgot the part, though, where where he actually sees Sip in the memory and pushes him. Yeah. And he walks by and just like against all reason now can interact with Sip and like tosses him on his ass. He does like an emperor's odd. Yeah, he just like <laughs> he you know, just pushes him aside. Yeah, exactly. Kneel before me, and then Sip is knocked out, and that's when the necklace disappears from his hands mm-hmm. into Rowan's throat, and then now he's stuck in the vision. So he's got to help himself out of the dr- the vision, out of the uh, memory. Rowan believes that she is free of Lasher, yeah. and that Lasher has now selected that the the designee status has been transferred to tessa i was unconvinced so tessa now has the necklace and tessa decides you know what's a good idea me brand new designee i'm gonna go meet this guy who's been emailing me from the dark web in the middle of the forest at night yeah which she goes to do and tessa's power as she told rowan earlier in the episode is to be able to glamour men or people yeah. and and make them sort of get confused and befuddled for a while. 
And so she goes and she tries to do that. And she seems to be doing that. And nope, actually, he's got other people planted in the woods. And he's like, look at this. Look at this. It's Tessa Mayfair. Tessa drops down on her knees and starts trying to say the words. Lasher is nowhere to be seen. Yeah. Where is he when you need him? And you flash back to Scotland and you have Suzanne standing outside the cage now. And Lasher is behind her as he usually is. And he's kind of whispering into her ear and she's watching the town burn. And she says, am I a witch? And he says, and this I thought was so hot. You're my witch. You're my witch, girl. Oh, I was like, oh, yes, yes, indeed, Lasher. Oh, my Jack God. Houston. I can't get there. I just can't get there with him. Well, I'm glad that one of us can. I have to suggest, Joe, I was just watching some YouTube videos with him as an, in an interview. He's got a beautiful British accent in real life. There you go. And he, when he has his hair short, he's nice looking. It's the the hair for me, no. But that outfit and his hair looked better in that context. Yeah, in the medieval or the, period, yeah, that, he, his hair looked better, right? Yeah, it's not. Yeah, I mean, he needs an update to the hair. It's kind of where it ends. She is his witch, and he and she, and well, he said it ends in a, with Tessa in a cage. Well, it, it it he is his. She is his witch, and she is in time will fulfill a great an ancient prophecy. Right, right. So now we know that the witches are tied to an ancient prophecy, and in at least in this universe, and then in going forward in time, Tessa is being taken captive by these. Zealots, yeah, which sons of anarchy or whatever. <laughs> yeah, Tessa made a big boo boo heading out there by herself. She overestimated. Well, I don't think Lasher. I'm with you guys. I don't think Lasher is tied to her now. Um, he's not going anywhere. Okay, she screwed the pooch with that one. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't convinced about that transfer either. Uh, this is the time in the podcast where we normally talk about Easter eggs, but we're going to change things up just a little bit here today. We're now going to do a segment called What in the Actual Fuck? <laughs> and we're going to talk about some of the stranger things that have happened in this episode <laughs> and things we didn't really understand. So, Christina, do you want to start? Yeah, I'm going to start out with this, and we're we're surprising Joanne with this. Yeah, she but it'll not it'll go. I all. mean, this there's yeah. There's, I am sitting here. I'm going. I'm actually going. What the fuck? Yeah, see, there you go. So now you're in the right frame of mind. <laughs> well, all right. So for me, first of all, what the fuck, Carlotta? The last scene of the or the, when we left, where we left off, Carlotta's laying dead in the garden. Why are we not with it? Does no like there's no follow up on that. Right. No one even says anything except Tessa mm -hmm. says to, to Rowan, well, you you did X, Y, Z with Carlotta. And she said, well, I was in danger. They have a giant party for Deirdre and like nothing for Carlotta. Carlotta doesn't have the ex the same kind I of understand uh, that, following. but it's she was still a person. I mean, she was a rotten person, but and honestly, she's still in the garden. No, well, I don't know. And she wasn't a ghost in this. I thought she was in every episode, maybe just because they mentioned her. That's what IMDb says. So I'm bummed we didn't get Carlotta. We didn't even get a like a farewell Carlotta. I we know. didn't even get an like a reference. To, we got one reference and it was not no one even explained what the hell happened. Like, what Beth, the fuck happened? <laughs> where, where's our friend Beth Grant? <laughs> I don't know, Beth, girl. Talk to us. We miss you. Okay, what do you have, Mark, for a, a what in the fuck? A what in the fuck? Well, I think just the way the episode starts, right? It's like, are we boyfriend, girlfriend now? I mm -hmm. mean, 
And and I was and I, as I said before, are they basing their entire relationship on that sex fever dream that they were in for three pretend days? Um, we don't know anything about their relationship. This is and that would is probably something worth exploring because that's one of Rowan's kind of central traits, which is you know she's a commitment phobe, right? So I didn't see any of that. We didn't see any wooing. Really? It's like school in the summer, no chemistry. And I'm just not like, I'm just not seeing it here. And that, that's not enough to explain why they're now boyfriend, girlfriend. And I mean, they're in Sip's house now. They've moved in there, I guess. She says San Francisco is where my, my home is and my yeah. job and all of that. But yeah, I she was... says that, but I mean, maybe he cleared out a glove drawer for her. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I too was like, I don't get this. Well, and Joanne, you even said like, you thought it was another one of the uh, groundhog day things. Like, is this going to be every episode? Cause I think so far it has with the exception of like the first two. Joe, what do you think? Do you see chemistry there? I did briefly and it's gone now. There's, it's just, a very weird relationship. But then again, I don't see chemistry with her and Lasher either. I think my issue is with her, with Alexandra Daddario. I, I came to the same conclusion today. I said that earlier to Mark. I said, you know, as much as I liked her as an actress in The White Lotus, in the first season of White Lotus, somehow she is not. I don't know if she's just getting weird direction on how to play a scene or that the dialogue, which isn't amazing in this episode at least uh is just lends itself t towards you know that kind of confusing acting i don't know but yeah it's just not clicking i feel like she just doesn't understand the character i i feel it's like she's just possible. you know she doesn't uh, she doesn't know as an actress who she's supposed to be as rowan but that's the director you know if if the actor isn't getting it you reshoot it until they get it mm -hmm. you know or you tell them you know okay here's how i want you to play this this is how she's being told to play the character, I will bet you. Well, I said that from the first episode that I have a hard time buying that she's a neurosurgeon. Yeah, because they don't they didn't show it. They didn't show her competence. They say she's a great neurosurgeon, but you don't see her acting in that way ever. The only time she took any kind of actions, at least, where she's tried to protect Sip and then when she's trying to run away from being the designee, but really she's just a very passive, kind of panicky person. Yeah. And I mean, she talks back to Lasher and says, I don't want you. I want to be independent. I want this power to be yeah, my own that power. That just comes off as petulant. Yeah. she's. It does, it's not, I don't know. Something's not clicking there. I, I want her to have chemistry with yeah. him. I, I Particularly Lasher. I'd like, I, because for right. whatever reason, I really like Lasher. I knew you. I, Sip to me, I get his role in this, but I, he's not. His role is to be the calm scholar. Yeah, but he's just, he's, whatever. he's, he's, I don't know. There's something about that seems a little bit insipid. <laughs> Ooh, look at you with the wordplay. I was going to say, it's hard to find a man attractive when he's standing there in his underwear and gloves. Oh, God, it's true. Awkward. John, did you have any head scratchers you wanted to share with us? For me, I mean, like I said, there was a few moments where I was kind of, what the fuck? But the one I think that stands out the most is when she's sitting there with Tessa and Tessa's explaining to her about the witch, you know, the witch burnings and this guy has Deirdre's heart. And I don't know about anybody else, but if somebody told me that a stranger had my mother's heart in a jar and was posting pictures of it and, and all of that, I don't think my response would have been as laissez-faire as hers. 
And when she said the part about, um, you know, oh, is this the group that's burning women? Like, yeah, if that was really going on and I was, especially if I was a witch, but even if I wasn't a witch and there was a group out there burning women, I wouldn't have been again. So like blase about it. Like it's, it's like, where's your outrage? Where's the disdain that the fact that somebody has your mother's heart, like you wouldn't be like, I'm going to look into that. Show me. Yeah, she was like, well, I've I've seen a lot of hearts. Right, right. It's just a muscle. Well, yeah, okay, but this is desecration of your mother's body. Right, right. And I understand that it's like, you know, she didn't know her, but... Look, it could have been anybody's heart. And I'd be like, man, that's fucked up that they took her heart right. and they're out of the morgue. And they're posting about it online. Yeah, yeah that's a like, really I was a, I was outraged, and Deirdre was not my mom. <laughs> <laughs> right, and yet she just took it so as it was just a regular conversation. And I'm like... Yeah, I think any, like, and to me, like, you want me to believe that that person's a neurosurgeon? Come on. Well, and and if you want Rowan to be cool and calculating, why choose this moment to show it? For me, that's the most outrageous moment where I was kind of like, come on, have some sort of acting chops to have some sort of reaction to it. But then again, if she can only work with what's in front of her. So if the dialogue doesn't call for that, it doesn't call for that. Right. See, then, then it goes back to the writers and to the director. Mm-hmm. And that whole confrontation, I'm confrontation, conversation with Rowan and Tessa was just, I mean, I'm just going to say it, it was poorly written. They, they were just, it looked like they were just trying to say, force in some language to root it in 2022, you know, like, well, you know, don't feed the trolls. He's got, he's got your mom's heart. <laughs> He's like an actual troll, like living under a bridge kind of troll. Like maybe get a little riled up. I, I it was a very what the fuck moment that that you're right that scene was, and I want and Tessa was really in there trying. And if you believe Tessa, it's not just Rowan. It's it's she's taking it to all of the other witches, and they're like, whatever. Yeah, they don't yeah. care. No, none of them care. And it's like if you're a group of witches and somebody's out there burning witches. You should care. Yeah, maybe be on high alert. Go to DEFCON 3, <laughs> yeah. at least. You know? Do some witchcraft, you like, guys. Maybe get like, Cyprian to bring over his insect spray and, you know, help out. Because it, because remember, the uh, it was Dolly, actually, who at funeral said this. They're not like us. Right. The way, the what those guys were describing, the women who were being killed. Right. What you heard the guy talking about is this woman was burned and we went and we saw on her page that she had lost her faith. Yeah. I mean, they're just talking it's a about weird religious. Thing. And, the, and they're talking about how she found support with in a group of women. She, they weren't even taught. She doesn't. She's not even posting stuff that even sounds remotely yeah. Wiccan. Right. It's just, you know, she wasn't talking yeah. about stuff like that. Like female empowerment. She was just talking about female empowerment. Just saying. Which, is pretty dangerous. And that's what they were talking about yeah. too. The, the you know, men do not dominate the military anymore. Men are sitting right. around drinking beers and playing video games and Which, women are honestly, the ones sounds like a pretty good job. <laughs> <laughs> what strikes me, here's a what the well, I've got I've got two I've got two what the fucks. Deirdre has been murdered. Yeah. Somebody ought to look into that. <laughs> and and Micah actually uh, was DMing me today. And they said the same thing. Why the hell is no one? They know that there was this hitman. 
where are the police in this? Does no yeah. one else care that Deirdre was right. murdered? No one's even the family is talking about it. They don't care Carlotta's dead rotting in the garden. You think they care how Deirdre died? Yeah, you're right, Joanne. They don't. They don't. They're not. All they seem to be just focused on is Lasher and Rowan becoming the designee. Yeah. They Which, don't even care that there are people burning witches. That's right. something that they only you Tessa would, cares about. Yeah, they would think that that would get them a little riled up. Now, look. You could make the argument that the point is, is that the Mayfair family is corrupted by this power. And that is now all they care about is making sure that the designee is doing their shit and that Lasher is around and helping. Did you guys catch that Samir was at the rally? Yeah, I saw him. Now, what is that? And he was pumping his arm. Yeah, he was fist pumping. I mean, obviously like he would. He's not. I'm not saying that Samir is one of them, but obviously the Talamasca has infiltrated that. Yeah. So does that mean that Sip gave them the the flyer, or is that something that they've just known about? Yeah, who knows? Well, in this version of the story, the Talamasca are everywhere. I told you how shocked I was last time when they're like, this guy started acting up in a parking garage, and in five minutes, they had him <laughs> on the ground, tased him, and took him back to their, to their lair. The police are completely clueless. No, they have no idea, but the Talamasca is like, hey, we got something acting weird. That's probably the killer. <laughs> in New, and, and I, we've been to New Orleans. There's, there's more than one guy acting people. weird. Yeah, a lot of weird people. <laughs> like, there's more than one guy acting weird there. Like, maybe go after some of those guys putting bracelets on you and trying to sell them to you. I don't know. They are acting weird, too. I mean, I know we touched on it a little bit, but the, the whole way that they try to determine if somebody is a witch. I mean, is that historically accurate? Did they really? Yes. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's basically a catch-22 there. Like, if I survive this, they will burn me because I'm a witch. But if I happily drown, then at least I'm not getting burned as a witch. But I am also dead. That's really dumb. They clear your name. And, you know, where that might have come in, not that many – because most witches were were not landowning burn. women, yeah, right? right? Oh, yeah, they were. So it's – but if you had – it would it would clear the taint – of it from your family's name? Ain't. <laughs> Sorry. Usually you're the one with these kinds of words, Joanne. But you know what I mean. <laughs> hey, look, I've been I've been in medieval torture museums. The taint is not safe. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. But yes, that is a dunk. They would they would dunk witches, and if they would drown, yeah. that would be that, that, that you wouldn't have been a witch. But and so your your name would be cleared, but then uh, you would be dead. Yeah. But so a lot of times witches who were persecuted were fringe p people on the on yeah. the edge. It would be a lot of times single women or, you know, women that and single women were not under the control of a man. And that was very frightening. Ain't no man going to control me. That's right. Yeah, God knows I've tried. <laughs> it's really it's not looking good for me if I was born then. This no, is no, no you're mm -hmm. definitely on the chopping block. <laughs> So, Mark, who would you say out of this whole episode was your standout character of the week? The heart. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that um, is a good one. <laughs> for me, I think without being too on the nose, I'm going to say, I think I'm going to say Tessa. Okay. Because she's now trying to step in. She's very ambitious, obviously. She's trying to, she's like, look, you don't want to be designee. I do. I want to step into the, I want the power. Because all I have this boring thing where I can confuse men for a few seconds, right? So she is all in and she decides 
that, yeah, I think I do want the necklace. I do want to be, you know, chosen of Lasher. I'm going to be, of, you know, Tessa of Lasher here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she really steps forward. I do like at least she's someone who is trying to take the bull by the horns. She ends up getting gored by them. Of course, doesn't work out. Big shock. And she is very, very stupid to go to a forest. Honestly, let's say you're dumb enough to talk to this guy who stole your aunt's, is it her aunt or her cousin? Who knows? Aunt's heart, right? And you're and you're crazy enough to talk to him online. And then you're like, yeah, let's just meet up and, um, you know, let's see what's going on with this heart. The second she saw that guy, she should have turned around and sprinted out of the forest because he could not possibly look more like a serial killer. And I guess she was just relying on her confused men powers. Um, and she was, you know, trying it out on the guy. Right. And it seemed to be starting to work. But of course, she forgot about the other 30 people that were behind her there. But Tessa is my uh, uh, my favorite character of the week, my standout character. Joanne, who you got? Suzanne Mayfair. And here's why. First of all, she didn't allow herself to be drowned. But I just I like that, you know, she we got to see her. I should say we got to see her come out of that situation and emerge as the witch and we're starting to get some more background into her like instead of just seeing her character bowling around in the little village in her hut she's now come out she's set the town on fire she's got lasher she's gonna learn about all her abilities and i'm excited to see where they go with her character to kind of learn more about the beginning of the Mayfair witches and how we got to where we are present day with Rowan. Yeah. I think that'll be pretty wild. So hopefully they kind of do more of her, you know, show more of her. And this isn't like the last we see of her till next season or something. I think it's a pretty safe bet that wildness is in our future. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. What's interesting about how they handled Suzanne is that, you know, in the book, that would have been the end of Suzanne actually does get right executed it's toast yeah and deborah moves g g carries on with peter von abel and she becomes the the next designee and yes. that's really where lasher comes in and so we've changed that up a little bit so we're gonna get to see I'm a fine with that little though. bit more suzanne yeah. no i'm happy with that because yeah. i really like suzanne i like yeah. her character i think yeah. i think suzanne shows a lot of strength yeah. and a lot of tenacity yeah. that I don't grit. grit that I don't see in Rowan. I, yeah. I wish that the two women kind of mirrored, they're mirroring each other. Their stories are, but the energy that each of the actresses is giving yeah. is, right. is very different for me. Cause I believed her when she emerged with her powers out of the cage. I believe her. I don't believe Rowan. And Suzanne's her question, am I a witch? Am I, am yeah. I now am I a witch? And then, I mean, it was very, you know, poignant when Lasher said, you're my olive oil. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be your she Popeye. She olive oily when she became the witch. She did, though, in the beginning, really give off Shelly Duvall. She really did. Um, so that's interesting that that's been changed. And yeah. I do. I loved Suzanne in this. All right. My favorite character this week, it's a little bit unorthodox, but it's the mm -hmm. Latin. It's the Latin chanting. The, the phrase that, that she's using. So she's saying what they're do, saying. Do when, you know what a character is? I know, but I, <laughs> I'll allow it because you guys allowed an interview with the vampire when I said that the um, the dialogue was my favorite part. So what that 
statement is because it's obviously it's, it's important. It's as important really as the uh, the necklace. So the the statement is she's they're saying come, come to me my demon now demon can mean another one with the come to me they can't come up with something better i know yeah. <laughs> uh so so she's that so the demon in this doesn't necessarily mean bad guy demon it could mean spirit or uh, you know this, this sort of uh helper so come, come to me and it says do my work do my bidding right yeah and then also says free me I'm curious about how the free me comes into it. Literally in Suzanne's case. I mean, that makes sense. It makes sense. It's free me. But not all witches would be using that language to be freed from persecution, presumably. So free me from what? Free me from the bounds of having to live within, uh, you know, human powers. No, see, I kind of get it because Cortland said that that's the spell that that was used for the you know to get um whoever it was that didn't want lasher right, right to transfer and they transferred yeah. into julian and now he's she's doing this to transfer it to whoever the next person is going to be and it's ironic because those are the, the same words that she um suzanne uses when we first see lasher so it's like that's what suzanne said to bring lasher into this and that's the words that witches after Suzanne are using to free themselves from Lasher. Well, they're using it to call him. Remember, Deirdre said the same thing. They're using it. So the the assumption there, though, is that he's not always around. And the fact of the matter is, is Lasher seems to. Well, Deirdre said when like when Rowan or when Cortland said, where is he? And Deirdre said, you know, I never know. I don't know. I don't know until he's with me. Yeah, that's a little weird. He always seems to be around. So if he's if you don't know where he is and you have to then how much of a slave to you is he? He's not, right? No. He he's not. So he's off doing whatever he wants to do until you call him and then you you have to call him and that's what they do. So so Rowan is calling him and she's saying come to me. She's also saying do my bidding, do my work, yeah. do work for me. Do work, son. And also free me. Yeah. And so uh, but like what what is the so what is the free me part of it? It's clear what it is when it's Suzanne. Right. Free me from these crazy people trying to set me on fire. But when and and it and free and, me and when Tessa uses it, free me from these lunatics. From these in the lunatics, wood. right? Help you know, help me. So I'm curious about what each and I am promising everybody here that I know that I am looking into that far more than these writers are actually probably, probably looking yeah. into this right but i want to understand why free me is a part of that well now and technically i guess they would argue that you know it can mean all these things and for rowan free me from you know being the designee right yeah. yeah free me from lasher let me be my own person i want to explore my own vibe okay but free me then if she's saying if if that's a part of it and that's what she's saying Free me means she's asking him for permission. She's yeah. saying, let me go. Please free me. And he is, then he is the one that's in control. And remember last well, week, we were talking about the thrall. The witch is in thrall of, of Lasher, which now goes back to the whole thing where here he comes. He's, he's emerging from fire. What does that mean to you? When you see 
somebody walk out of a fire. Is that a good guy or no? That's probably well, a bad guy. Like a phoenix rising from the ashes. I like, don't know. The only time he was like a semi good guy was when the mother of dragons walked out of the fire, right? In yeah, and in the end, but then she kind of lost her lost her shit a little bit. Yeah. But um, yeah. So I mean, it's badass. It looks cool. Right. But fire, and certainly those characters, if they are characters in their time, seeing yeah. someone emerge from fire would have been demonic in the sense oh, of hundred percent evil. It wouldn't have been. Although, look, the burning bush. If he emerged from fire in these times, I would also find it demonic. Yeah, I would be like, how did you do that? Yeah. Yeah. So. So that's my that's my standout character is is, is that incantation I guess if it is you want to call call well, it that I do want to call it that yeah all right so there it is that's it and now we come to one of our favorite segments of the podcast where we talk about the best magical moment and we call it witch please Joanne you are our witch expert. What was your favorite magical moment? Okay, so my least favorite magical moment, because I have to say it, was the necklace coming out of Rowan's mouth. Mm. That was just weird. It was a bit weird. If I had to pick a favorite moment, which I guess I do, hands down, Suzanne uh, summoning Lasher. Mm-hmm. And him, you know, coming out of the rising from the ashes, like the fucked up phoenix that he is, and her, you know, freeing herself from her little cage. Yeah, that little, you know, the very first spell she's ever done. And so it was pretty cool. God, I super agree with you. That was a very intense moment. And I agree with you, too, about Rowan and the thing coming out of her mouth, mm-hmm. the necklace coming out of her mouth. It was very Witches of Eastwick. Do you remember yeah, that scene where the cherry pits come flying out of that woman's mouth? I thought she was going to pull like a scorpion or something. Out. Like, <laughs> I did not expect it to be the necklace. I'm like, ew, what's going to come out? And I'm like, the necklace? Okay. <laughs> And then they immediately put it around. They're Tessa's like, whatever. Neck. Don't worry about the blood and and spit and everything that's on. Yeah, it. like don't they have COVID at the Mayfair house? I mean, aren't they worried about that? No, I guess no. Not. no I guess not. Okay, for me, the weirdest moment was the doll. Yeah. And how in the in the spell where the Mayfair women are all in the circle trying to call Lasher and they're going to do the transference. I was freaked out by everyone holding the doll like a baby and kissing it. Yeah. <laughs> that was a weird thing. That was freaking me out. But I mean, that's very magic-y, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. you have a talisman of all your ancestors' no, right. body parts. Yeah. And you're trying to u- use their power, their support to help summon this demon, which, by the way, was not really that hard. All you had to do is look around and there he is. Yeah. You know, I don't know why they had to work so hard, but who knows? Yeah. So. I-, I thought that was a little bit weird. But freaky. So it was, I mean, yeah. I think it was good. So I would say for me, that entire scene of them calling him the and they're, they're going to do, they're gonna do the transference. Circle. I think that that's a pretty cool, that was a pretty cool witch, please. Yeah. The only thing that marred it for me was, was Alexander Daddario's reading of it. It just, I didn't. Sounded like as if I was trying to chant in Latin. <laughs> I didn't, well, I didn't mean. It, Honestly, Tessa's Latin is better than Rowan's. And Suzanne's was oh, epic. Well, of course. Yeah. I loved, I mean, Suzanne is just doing, just doing it. She's doing it better. Well, she's the OG. I mean, you would hope I mean, yeah. hers is Yeah. Good. All right. So for me, it's, they've returned to the amazing podcast studio. And Sip is going to now try to delve into the necklace. <laughs> 
And we've got the only competent person in this entire show with him to help kind of walk him through this and guide him through it. But that was great because it was a gateway to a long extended visit to the 17th century, which we all love. Right. Yeah. Uh, Sip is just sitting there. He can't stop people from throwing rocks, but his coat can be moved by the wind, which is awesome. <laughs> um, and and he could be knocked on his ass by Lasher. Yeah. And yeah. And he's just observing. But all of a sudden, Lasher somehow in the past knew that someone from the future was there and hit him with a force field or something, mm-hmm. knocked him out. I love this historical stuff. And it's not yeah. just because I love historical stuff. Which you do. Which I do. But I love the historical stuff because there's actually like decent narrative to that. I would enjoy the show more if it was more historical stuff than current. Like, yeah, like season one, Suzanne. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. I mean, you couldn't probably go through no. all of them. But yeah, something like that would have even some kind of linear thing like that or just intersperse, you know, sort of Suzanne coming into the understanding about the witchcraft powers and Rowan, you know, concurrently. So, so just those two and sort of do a slower, a slower thing with, uh, with Rowan. I don't know. They, they made a mistake bringing Lasher into it so soon. Yeah. But showed the monster too soon. Yeah. But again, I mean, not, not bad. And I would, you know, this, I'm, I, I think I'm with Joanne. I think that it's a little bit better of an episode. These last couple ones have been for me, a little the bit better, a little bit more right? action. Yeah. And they're not just doing exposition. Yeah. We're going to get to although the, you're getting some of that. But. Yeah. They should have given them a little, like a few more episodes on this one. Cause it's a yeah. much longer book. Give this them an is, 11 episode season. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Who's that going to hurt? No one. All right, guys, let's head into our final thoughts of the episode. Christina, what did you think? What's your wrap up? Every time we come to the end of an episode, I want to see what happens in the next episode. They do a good job of getting you to the end and saying, okay, I'm in for the next week. I got to see what happens here. This one probably as good as last episode where, you know, the upside down thing. Although I don't feel that that was fully realized in this episode. Oh, yeah, that's true, too. I would have thought that there would have been more exploration of what does it mean to be a designee before she just wholesale says, yeah, no, I don't want to do this. Now I'm curious what's going to happen with Tessa. How is this going to resolve itself? It's got to resolve itself in some way. And I don't are we going to have a season of Rowan like next season embracing designee status and or what are we what are we in for um i do believe that the writers are rushing to create a universe with its own narrative in it and i think that's why we rushed to get to these witch burning people which didn't exist in the book yeah uh but that's the writers rushing to set up this universe and now remember now we live in a universe all of the Anne Rice characters now live in a universe where witch burning and people believing in witches is a thing. Yeah. Wait till they get a load of vampires. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, because now the vampires cannot live in a world where that doesn't happen. So this now provides an opportunity for vampires and witches maybe to come together. So now we're kind of, we're kind of in a discovery of witches, but not quite as 
well written. You literally took the words out of my mouth. I was about to say well written. Right, right. This is the universe. It has been now laid out. And the writers really rushed to get us here, I think. And here we are. Also, in the previews, they said if he's not with Rowan and he's not with Tessa, where is he? So here's here's my little theory. Lay it he on. He probably us. is with Rowan. Yeah. He's probably tricked her into thinking that he's not with her. He's playing possum. But yes, or He's with someone else because there's that comment about the matrilineal bloodline that Dolly makes. What if Odette and Sip are a part of the Mayfair bloodline and that Odette is pregnant because, Joanne, you can't be wrong. Well, you could be wrong. The writers could have just put that in there so that Rowan had just a reason, interesting character reason to thing. whine yeah. about being adopted and not knowing who she really was. Right. Or... Joanne, you're right, and they're going to do something about that pregnancy. And what if, what if Lasher's with Odette now? What if Lasher is going to, you know, Rosemary's baby that baby? I don't know that. The, I think that he's probably with Suzanne, right? But no, I was thinking, well, what Rowan. or with with Rowan? But I also was like, well, what if something out of the box happened? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? The way this is going, you cannot, you can't rule anything out. I'm not a, a huge fan of the man's uh, men's rights guys and that seems like I don't like that they set that the the universe up that way. Yeah. You know what it reminded me of? That kind of like campy over the top from True Blood. The um Oh yes. Right? The Uber religious people that had the camp and it was like the anti vampire league or something. Yeah, like but Fellowship of the Sun. Yeah, it was over the top and stupid and ridiculous. And and these guys just kind of remind me of that but you're not wrong see i'm seeing little bits and pieces from other tv shows lore yeah it's strange it is strange right so i really really want to be more invested in rowan because she's the central character you want to care about what she's going through and you want to root for her and identify with her and they just need to do more there i think I read something not too long ago where they were talking to the show writers about, you know, why'd you combine these characters? Why'd you do this? And they're like, look, we had a thousand page book and we were given eight episodes to do it in, which I get, right? Mm -hmm. You always have to cut things, pare the story down, use whatever devices you have to, but do it a little bit better. I mean, there are shorthand ways to get your message across without hitting us over the head with it. But again, you're right. They do make you want to come back the next week and see what's happening. I just don't know that I care if Rowan is killed in the next episode or not, you know, which she won't be. She won't be, but obviously. give us, give this woman direction. This is, yeah. this is a good actress. Give her some direction and give her some kind of storyline. That's actually going to allow her to do more than just kind of wander around. And I'm telling you when she was chanting the, the incantation, no, terrible, terrible. No, it's awful. It was awful. So, okay, my final wrap up, I want to point out that both of you said the same thing in terms of like, you can't, you always, you know, stay tuned for next week. I have to stay tuned for next week to kind of explain what went on in the week prior. I always feel like I'm like, I hope they give me some answers, but I'm also worried about Sip and like, is he going to get out? Are they going to show him getting out or is next week's episode? He's just going to wake up in bed with Rowan and be like, Boy, did I have a shit day. Like <laughs> That was a rough day at work, babe. <laughs> you know, I was stuck in this world. But now I'm back. I, I doubt they will do that, but you never know. I'm anxious 
for the next two episodes because I know, I don't know where everyone, where did you guys get it from that there's going to be a interview with the vampire crossover? Esther Spaulding said it in an interview. I don't remember that, but okay. Well, then it's going to be in the next two episodes, obviously. Well, it might not be the season. Left. I don't know. Yeah, no, it is the season. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, probably in the finale or something, but I'm always eagle-eyed watching to see if Lestat just stumbles by the, yeah, you like, know, Mayfair house one night or something in the background. Really. Walks out of the Wawa or something. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He's got a burrito and a Slurpee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so here's my prediction, by the way. Mm-hmm. Let's, you could check me on this next week. Sip escapes from the memory dream through some contrived deus ex machina gimmick. Mm-hmm. All right. Like. Hold on to whatever, in, you know, hold on to the thought of Rowan or, you know, remember the last time you guys were banging or whatever, and that pulls him through, right? He's going to, there's going to be some gimmick to get him out of it. Rowan is going to go carry on the Sons of Anarchy guys. She's going to show up. She's going to start exploding some heads, causing some heart attacks, you know, maybe some rashes, who knows, whatever. <laughs> And she's going to rescue Tessa and go, you know what? This is a mistake. Give me that necklace back. I'm going, I can't have you, the child, carry this burden. I'm going to carry the burden plus, you know, precious. Right. And I think that's why the writers took that time to have her have that, you know, moment with Rowan in the apartment talking about the, oh, the guy with the heart and all that. So that Rowan can rush in and save her from the Kiwanis Club and exactly right the moose yeah the moose lodge <laughs> make everything better and save her she's like she's like i'm addressing you royal order, order of, of water, water buffalo <laughs> <laughs> give me back my niece or you're gonna get some rashes oh my god so that's a wrap on episode six transference We hope you guys enjoyed listening to us tonight. If you did, please make sure you share us with your friends. You can also follow us on social media by just entering Vampire Insider. And on Twitter, we are at Vampire underscore Insider. And you can follow us on our personal accounts. Mark is at Mark Eats Peach. I am at just block me underscore one. And Christina is at Christina Gen X. Hope you guys have a great night. Good night, Mark. Good night, Christina. Bye. Peace out, Cub Scouts. Uh, you know, that's not to say it, 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 these were a lot of women who were persecuted. I don't want to downplay that. But there were also many, many years where, you know, witch persecutions were not a thing. Right. It, uh, it kind of pops up every once in every a while. Every once right? in a while. Like and, a plague. <laughs> yeah. You know, there are some people who actually connect it to cha- the change in religion, the shift from. Yeah. Catholicism and sort of the rise of, of heresies. Yeah. Well, because witchcraft then becomes a heresy, right? Because you make a pact with the devil. Well, and plus when you're a, a fledgling religion, one of the most effective means to solidify it is to punish those who appear to be not in, you know, in line with the catechism, right? So yeah. the Protestants come into power they're like, you know what? Not only should you not be a Catholic, but they caused all this other demonic devilry stuff. And uh, 
think we're going to make some examples of people. Well, and that does happen. So you have the you have Protestants who burn Catholics, right? Yeah. You have Catholics who burn Protestants. It's terrible. Right. It's a terrible time where people, for religious purpose reasons, so a lot of people were burned that way. But and neither of those are really a very efficient fuel. Oh, God. Think about Gross. It. <laughs> you were lucky if they strangled you first. Yeah, I think that would be Jesus. very fortunate. Thank you. You know, that you were lucky if they strangled you first. If they didn't, you burned to death. And that's not yeah. a very slow, painful, horrifying process. Yeah. It's, it's, it, w- it wouldn't have been, wouldn't have been pretty and it wouldn't have smelled good. Mm-hmm.